Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. G'day guys, welcome back to our round 21 rapid review. Uh, there is a little bit of construction going outside, going on just outside uh, my studio, so I apologise if we get a bit of background noise there, uh, but didn't want to skip this podcast, wanted to get it out there for you guys. I know this is one of the more listened to ones every week. Uh, we'll be a pretty short and sharp one because we, uh, we are a little bit short on time, but round 21, huge week. We kicked off with the Broncos taking on the Sydney Roosters. I could sniff a little upset here. Uh, how wrong I I was the Broncos with a pretty uh, pretty disappointing performance there. Uh, I I said last week that I oh, sorry the week before that I'm at the point with the Broncos where I just I know who they are. I know what they're going to do every week. I know they've got a next man up mentality. And since then uh, that has sort of dropped off a little bit. So it has been uh, a little bit disappointing. Victor Radley, uh, what he went through that night was unbelievable. He is an absolute. Freak, Victor Radley. The pass that he threw to James Tedesco and then the tap on by Teddy, just unbelievable. And then to go through the amount of injuries and everything he played throughout that game and then at the end of it to want more, he is just something different, Radley. I am so, so devastated that he's never going to play State of Origin. It just, it kills me. Uh, Victor Radley, a great performance. We mentioned Teddy there. He was unreal. Uh, I think Teddy sets a, such a high standard for himself uh, that we we sort of undervalue what he does every single week and how consistently uh, he does it. He's an incredible footballer. I thought Kiri and Walker were really good. Kiri, um, he put Walker over at one point. He scored another try himself later. He was fantastic. I thought Walker, um, I mean, he, he was a little bit hit and miss in the first 20 minutes. Like, his kicking game was incredible. There was one or two that went dead. There was, you know, one that went about a metre too far. It was caught in the in goals or whatever. But um, I, I thought the like the way that he is seen the game and the way that he's able to address when to chip, when to know when fullbacks are out of place, etc. Uh, Walker, he is on a special path. Something I'm so excited to watch him over the next few years. Uh, there was a shot that Joseph Sawali put on Ezra Mann. The, the vision that this Sawali's got 
defensively is unbelievable. He just he always picks the right moments when to jam, when to stay out on his sting. He is incredible. I thought Tommy Flegel was really good for Brisbane. Uh, I think he he got a HIA or something when he came back on. I thought he was unreal. Uh, reality is the second half of this game was pretty fucking bang average. Both teams played pretty poorly. If you're the Roosters, I think you're glad to get a win here. Uh, but I don't think they're... Prayers are solved yet. I don't think that they found the answers yet. They found little glimpses of the answers, and they were incredible in the periods when they did. Uh, but putting together an eighty-minute performance with this with this squad is going to be their big test for Brisbane. Pretty disappointing. Uh, I expected much more out of them in this game. All right, let's move to the Friday games: the Melbourne Storm and the Gold Coast Titans. The Melbourne Storm thirty-two over the Titans fourteen. Um, back to the sort of performance that we're used to from the Melbourne Storm. Cam Munster moved to fullback, uh, as we suggested a couple of weeks ago, and fuck me, he was impressive. Now, I understand it's against the Gold Coast Titans. I had a lot of people say, yeah, but it's against the Titans. It's like, yeah, okay, sure, but let's not act like he hasn't done this on many occasions before. He's been flipped to the one jersey in origin and absolutely dominated there too. Personally, I think the Melbourne Storm need to keep keep Cam Munster at fullback. Um, I think he is the best number six in our game, but I think he's more dangerous at one. And if I'm playing the Melbourne Storm this weekend and Cam Munster's named in the six jersey, I'll be honest with you, I breathe a sigh of relief. I'd be stoked because that fullback, he is a motherfucker and he is hard to deal with there. You don't know what to expect. You don't know where he's going to pop up. At least when he's playing 5'8", you know he's going to be out on the left edge. You know he's going to be a two ball away there. You know where he's going to be at fullback a fucking nightmare. So for me, I would be playing money at fullback, as I said a couple of weeks ago. I thought Harry Grant was sensational. It was the best game that he's played probably since the origin period um, or even during the origin period, to be fair. Um, Cooper Johns was great as well. A lot of people questioned his spot in this team if he was up to it and whatnot, myself included. I thought he was really good the other night. We tipped you guys off to grab young Tonema Payer. Uh, he was <laughs> very, very quiet the entire game. Then the last 10 minutes, he scored about 50 points. So uh, a sneaky little get out of jail there, but 79 points in Supercoach is 79 points in Supercoach. Thank fuck we, go, we went down that avenue. I thought Brandon Smith had a positive impact as well. It's been a pretty quiet season uh, for the Cheese, but I thought he was good the other night. Nofaluva and Xavier Coates, those two returned to this side as well. They were huge for them. Uh, probably the big story for the Melbourne Storm, though, uh, will be the injury to Jerome Hughes, whether we see him over the next few weeks or not. The Melbourne Storm have got a number of must-win games coming up. Four weeks to go. They've got four top eight teams, uh, four of the best top eight teams as well. If you want to keep Munster at fullback, you now need to potentially bring in another halfback. Um, And if Jerome Hughes isn't 100%, as much as these are must-win games, I think the Melbourne Storm will play finals footy this year. So I would probably be resting Hughes and giving giving him the best opportunity to play every single game during the final. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. You would assume that Tyrant Wishart would come in to partner Johns somewhere. You might get Nick Be- Nick Meany back as well. You could play him at six. You could play him at one, move Munster back up there. I'd be trying to find a world where you keep Munster at one, though. For the Titans, uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, I think we're just getting more of the same now. Shout out to... 
Uh, the dummy half, fuck, he has got a tough, tough gig. Aaron Booth, uh, you saw Nico Hines mention him post-game the other day. Uh, very, very disappointing for Booth. We wish him all the very well, all the very best. I thought Brian Kelly's only just come back into first grade a couple of weeks ago. He was pretty solid. I thought AJ Brimson was good. Uh, Bo Furmore as well, I thought he was very strong. I think that you could see they did miss Toby Sexton's kicking game. I'm not sure what's going on with Toby, why he wasn't playing there. Reports are that he was just rested. Uh, and I I don't mind that from the Titans. It's been a long season for a halfback that's done a lot of work. Going to Amy Park uh, would have been a heap for him. So I don't mind it. It's decent little management. You know, uh, people say, oh, you know, maybe they could have won if they had him. Probably wouldn't have, let's be fucking honest here. So I'm okay with it. Uh, the Manly Seagulls and the Parramatta Eels, I thought this was going to be the hardest game to predict. And um, turns out it was. I had no idea what was going to happen here. There was a world where Manly come back from their debacle the week before with the Pride jersey and absolutely brain it. There was a world where Parramatta show up without Mitch Moses and completely shit the bed. There was also a world where the Manly Seagulls show up and look a little bit disjointed and lost after all the controversy and the potential infighting happening at Manly. There was also a world where Dylan Brown steps up and really owns the Parramatta Eels, which he did. And that's the sort of outcome that we got here. Um, I thought for Parramatta, Clint Gutherson and Dill Brown, I thought both of them were sensational. I love watching Dill Brown sort of take a bit of control. Um, I wouldn't say he was the dominant seven, though, to be honest with you. I, I thought Jacob Arthur was brilliant as well. I know he's a guy that people want to bag and boo and carry on like complete and utter fuckwits. But here you are playing the Manly Seagulls at Brookvale. And guess who stands up and delivers two tri-assists and two big tri-assists as well? Jacob Arthur. So congratulations to him. A fantastic bounce back. We already mentioned this on social media, just how impressed we were with Jacob Arthur. So well done to him. Dill Brown, Gutho though, they really led the way. I thought Sean Lane, he is having the best season of his career by far and away. He's been very impressive. Uh, IPAP got through his normal work. Ryan Madison, another HIA. Uh, he's had a couple over the last few years. Uh, he's one of those guys now that when I see him get a HIA, I sort of go, oh, fuck. Could that be a couple of weeks on the sideline? Uh, a little bit alarming there. So we hope Ryan Madison is all sweet because they will need him on the park if they are going to give this premiership a real shake. Uh, for the Manly Seagulls, thought Saab had a good game. Ruben Garrick, he was solid as always. Andrew Davey was good as well. Thought Olukawatu, by his standards, uh, a little bit quiet. Uh, but it really wasn't a game for Manly. They just never really clicked into gear. They might lose Kieran Fora now. It looks like they will lose Foz. Uh, I thought he had a really good game until he got injured as well. So uh, it'll be a big test for them the rest of this season without Kieran Foran. Uh, what they do... Without him, do they maybe do they um, do they bring in Ko Weeks? Do they go for Josh Schuster? If Josh Schuster is going to be the guy next year, I'll tell you what. If they don't pick Josh Schuster at six next week, that gives you a real fucking indication of what the Manly Seagulls think of Josh Schuster. So keep an eye on that situation there. Super Saturday kicked off with the Bunnies absolute onslaught against the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, Cam Murray, his first thirty minutes. That I've always said that I think he's the closest thing to Bradley Clyde we've seen. And when I was watching him the other night, the other day, fuck me, he might as well have had Brad Clyde written across his forehead. Uh, he was so impressive, Cam Murray, an elite player in our game. I think he had three tries in the first thirty minutes. Would have got through forty odd tackles, hundred eighty odd meters, whatever it would have been. He was incredible. That was probably uh, the best game I've seen Cam Murray play. To be honest with you, very impressive. Latrell Mitchell, uh, he's an absolute freak. He is just on another level at the moment. And with Latrell in the form he's in right now, 
Latrell and South Sydney, they are a team that you do not want to play in September. Fucking miss me with that. Uh, they are going to be a real pain in someone's ass come finals time. I thought Cookie was solid. Colin and Tungy, once again, fantastic as always. I think Junior Satola, he is in career best form at the moment. He is braining it two tries in a row, two tries in two weeks. Very impressive. I thought Isaac Thompson, the debutant. Very, very good. Uh, scored a try, but most importantly, I think his first five touches in a row, he earned penalties for his team. Now, that is a sign of a guy that is hard to fucking handle. So I was very, very impressed with him. Lachlan Elias with another solid performance. Cody did his job. AJ Cross for another meaty, as per usual. Must have been a day that ended in Y. For the New Zealand Warriors, uh... Let's be honest here, pretty disappointing performance. Um, I thought their defense was awful. They looked flat. Um, they ne- were never really in this game, realistically. So uh, it's hard to sort of lay too much shit on the New Zealand Warriors after what they've been through the last few years. But I come back to, once again, what the fuck were they doing with these team selections? You've got a heap of young 5'8s that they should be blooding at the moment. I don't think they should be playing Wade Egan there. You've got back rowers there like Murchie um, and Sirenen. I just I don't, I don't get it. Just play Josh Curran there and play Ewan Aiken there. You're two best back rowers by a country mile. And if you're planning for the future or whatever, so be it. At least play jo- play Josh Curran there. And personally, if you're planning for the future, what the fuck are you doing with your 5'8 jersey? Makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't get what the New Zealand Warriors are doing, what direction they're heading in at the moment, uh, which is a bit of a worry for me. Then we have the Penny Panthers up against the Canberra Raiders. Now the Penny Panthers obviously missing their halves. It was the talk of the town leading into the week. Um, I thought Penrith very impressive. Canberra Raiders, they came out. They started well. Penrith came out of the gates. They got punched in the face. Josh Papaletti scored in the first minute. We know that when Big Papa scores early, the Canberra Raiders, they tend to go on and win games of football. 26-0 after that point. So very impressive by the Penrith Panthers, who as well, I think it's underrated this squad was coming off, you know, a drumming to the Parramatta Eels where they had to play short for 60-odd minutes. A lot of guys got through a heap of work. Uh, they returned without the best player in the game and their 5-8. Still managed to do what they did. Dylan Edwards, he is the fucking Terminator. Dylan Edwards, he is incredible. I've got so much respect for this guy. It is not even funny. I thought Sean O'Sullivan and Salmon, they were both unreal. I was sitting there with Sean O'Sullivan watching him thinking, you know what? Can the Dolphins start with this guy? Can this fella be... Their, their franchise halfback, their, their OG7. I don't know. He seems to do a lot of things right. I still think he's a yard or two too, too slow at different times. But, mate, I don't know. Can can he be a starting seven? I'm not sure. I think I'm closer to thinking he can be now than what I ever have been. But, once again, he is coming into the best system and the best squad in the NRL. bit hard to get a read on how it's going to look. Isaiah Yo once again, was unreal. Stephen Crichton with a really good comeback. Appy was sensational. Uh, and, yeah, everyone just did their job at the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, Jamin Salmon, uh, this whole drama with Ricky Stewart after the game was spoken about a lot. Uh, we'll talk about that on Bloke in a Bar. But, personally, I think Ricky Stewart's got to be fucking better. you got 11-year-old Jamin and Salmon paying rent in Ricky Stewart's head. I think I saw that on somewhere on social media. I think it sums it up perfectly. Um, very good, though, Ricky Stewart. When his team plays like a busted asshole, he'll have a tantrum. He'll say something outrageous, and we won't even talk about how poor the Raiders' performance was because they came into this game at home, must-win game, Panthers without the best player in rugby league and without their 5'8", missing both their halves. you got two journeymen 
in the halves and, and the Cambrays get done by 20 points. But we're not really talking about that. So I think Ricky Stewart's done exactly what he set out to achieve, unfortunately. Uh, and I think it was pretty shit form. Uh, for the Raiders, I thought Adam Elliott was really solid. Joey Tapanay, he went down with an injury, obviously. Uh, so that's going to really hurt the Canberra Raiders and everyone's super coach sides big time. Hope you got trades up your sleeve there. Uh, obviously, they came into this game with no fullback. I think they played Geordie Rapana there. Um, you know, Chan's not there. Um... I'm shooting a complete and utter blank savage uh, out of this game as well. So, uh, tough one for the Raiders, but I'll be honest with you, I expected more regardless of who was in, who was out. I think they should be a better team than what they showed the other night at home with their season on the line. All right, the local derby, the Cronulla Sharks, 24-18 over the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Nico Hines was the star of the show here. I thought his right-edge back rower, Britton Acora, was sensational as well. I was very, very impressed with him. Uh, Britton, I remember watching him in the pre season and thinking, oh my god, this guy is going to have one of the great seasons of a back rower here. He's going to be sensational. I wouldn't say he's reached those heights by any means. Me and Kempi sort of had him as a smoky for Dalian back row of the year. He hasn't reached those heights, but fuck, he's been consistent. He actually realistically has not played a poor game the entire year. He got through a heap of work. Very impressive. Wade O, Wade Graham. Cronulla Sharks champion scored his first try since, I believe it was 2020. So a long time between drinks there. Congratulations to Wade. I thought Trindle came in and did a really good job for this side. I think he's probably shown this year that he's more of a 5'8 than a 7 realistically. So it's good to know that he can come in and do a job. Blake Braley was solid. Cam McInnes got through his normal work. I thought your Toby Rudolph, your Aiden Tolmans, they all just did their job, got through their work. Congratulations to Kay Dykes on debut. Very impressive. Obviously, a talented guy to watch. Scored 20 points, so if you brought him in in Supercoach, it's unfortunate. We did say during the week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Just be careful with this guy. I'm not sure if he's going to be one of those guys that's going to stack up points. Probably looks that way at the moment. I said he would need attacking stats to score big points. They didn't come his way. This game was a little bit closer than we anticipated, but he showed the sort of ability that he has got. There's no doubt about that. For the Dragons, um, just same old stuff. You know, I think Ben Hunt summed it up really well in his post-game interview where uh, they're always close enough. They're just rarely good enough. And, uh, yeah, just a couple of big errors here that, that, that let them down. A couple of things that, you know, probably shouldn't be happening in first-grade sides. But to the Dragons, they just always seem to be. In saying that, um, I've got the Sharkies probably playing in a grand final later this year, and the Dragons lost by six points at Shark Park. So the Dragons, I, I don't know. They're a weird little footy side. Sharkies, though, I think they can play ugly and they can still win, which is a sign of a really, really good footy side. Bulldogs, 14. Cowboys, 28. Uh, they moved this game up to country Queensland. Why on earth the Canterbury Bulldogs would make that decision? I guess at the start of the year when they did make that call, the Cowboys looked like they were going, they were going to be going like, like a busted arsehole, so it probably makes sense. Drinkwater, he was the best on the ground in this game. He was unreal. Luciano Leilua, he's really showing why he's going to be a huge player come the back end of the season for the North Queensland Cowboys. Apologies, there's a bit of noise behind me, guys, as I said. 
around my studio sort of turning into a construction site this week over the next few weeks actually but we will power through Tommy Dearden I thought he was great as well I thought Dearden and Drinkwater in the last 20 minutes they absolutely brained it very impressive Tam Lolo did his job Ruben Cotter returned he was impressive Griffin Neem Two weeks, two tries. What a freak Griffin Neem's turning into. How good. Rex Robson's solid as well. Uh, for the Doggies, I thought Burton came out early and was fantastic. Set up a try, scored another. Very impressive. Flano did his job all game. Um, yeah, look, disappointing for Canterbury. Uh, but the Cowboys, I think they're just showing that they're a good side. They came out. They got punched in the face. Burton laid one on for Fox early. He scored one himself. They're down 10-0. It's a dry track. They're playing against a team that's on the front foot. All of a sudden, they start to wrangle it back in and they win the next 60 minutes, 28-4. to And I thought they were unlucky not to score more points in the back end. So congratulations to the Cowboys. Last game of the week, uh, a bit of a dead rubber here, let's be honest here. But Newcastle uh, got a good win against the West Tigers. I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't watch this one overly closely. Uh, but a good win by Newcastle, 14-10. to 10. Um, I thought Tex Hoy, it's probably his best game I've seen him play in a while. Jakey Clifford, very solid. Best game I've seen him play in a while as well. And Jaden Braley, as per usual, was fantastic. Their centers, Tuala and Gagai, lethal. Um, I thought Milford played a pretty solid game as well. So, what well under the Newcastle Knights, it's just been shit upon shit upon shit upon shit for the last two or three weeks on on the weekends and then during the week as well for them to get a W there at Campbelltown. A very good win. Disappointing by the West Tigers. Uh, I think you could see how evident it was just how important Jackson Hastings is to this team. I know that some people think that I'm a little bit over to, over the top with my support for him, uh, but if you couldn't see it yesterday, I can't help you. Whether they've got him at 13 or at 7, this team lacks so much direction without Jacko. It's not even funny. I think he's a must-keep for them, and I think for a lot of teams, he's a must-get this offseason, so I think he will be a very hot commodity Commodity. Uh, Tua Lungi, I thought he was great. Off hand Gow, he got through an absolute stack of work. Guys, I'm going to hit the frog and toad because the drills are pumping behind me. I think, I assume you guys can probably hear it here. So I'm going to love you and leave you there. We're going into Bloke in a Bar Studios a little bit later today to record the deep review. So there'll be plenty of content coming over the next 24 hours on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 